Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. America! The Nightcap. Yeah, USA, baby! Woo! That's what America's all about, D. Right here, this is the USA! Oh, relax! Oh, I'm gonna sit through half. Oh, you gonna throw with me? Little actor boy, you wanna Back go to the Patriots? Get your van. Get your van and go. Okay? Because I'll throw down. I'll throw down any day of the week. Nobody can stop the USA. Yeah. But that's right. not yes. I am talking about yeah. freedom, about choice. America, I don't think you need to worry. Because if you want to beat China, you will. If you don't, that's fine. That, my friend, is your victory. Who do you play for? Play for the United States of America. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hour number two of the nightcap. Jody Biasi here on WGR. Talking Bills free agency. Four moves on the board. Kevin Johnson, cornerback, Houston. Tyler Croft, tight end, Cincinnati. These are NFL teams, by the way, not colleges. Frank Gore, running back, Miami. That's college and pro, actually. And then Mitch Morse, the center from Kansas City. And that is where we stand with Bill's moves to this point. If you missed uh, some recent news, one guy that has been connected to the Bills a lot, mostly by fans and mostly by you know common sense that a lot of former Carolina Panthers come here, has landed elsewhere. Devin Funchess will not become a Buffalo Bill because he is going to the Indianapolis Colts on a one-year $13 million deal. It's a lot for him. $13 million. And uh, that's another receiver off the board. Devin Funchess going to the Colts. Also, Tyron Matthew, Honey Badger, is going to Kansas City on a big contract. Just lost in front of me. But I think it's three years, $42 million. That's a lot. That's a lot for safety. Three years, $42 million for... Tyron Matthew to go to Kansas City. All right, let's uh, let's get to John Clayton now. He was on with Bulldog and Sal earlier. 803-0550 is the number if you want to get in on the conversation after this interview is over. We're going to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham, and uh, I want to get into some savers as well. But first, John Clayton with Bulldog and Sal talking Antonio Brown, the Bills in free agency, especially Frank Gore. And John had some news on what the Bills gave up or were willing to give up to land Antonio Brown. All of that here with John Clayton of the Washington Post and uh, covering the Seattle Seahawks on Seattle. WGR. It's hard to find an expert more dedicated than John Clayton. Sports Radio 550. He's the consummate pro. It's John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my segment. 
with Chopin the Bulldog. Brought to you by Northwest Bank. Make the switch to Northwest Bank and get back to living. All right, rolling along here on a Monday. Sal Capaccio is in for Mike Show. Mike will be back tomorrow. We'll be at 716 Sabres and Dallas Stars tomorrow night. No Jack Eichel. He's going to be missing the next two games, both home games. That's too bad uh, for what, in my eyes, is a deserved suspension for a hit, unfortunate as it was uh, and unintentional, as he's explaining there. He still hit the guy right in the head with his shoulder. So, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. So no Jack Eichel. On the uh, Western Hotline with us right now, is our man John Clayton? That's why we played his intro. Like it should be obvious. Of course, he's there. John, t- t- can try to try to try to work with me here. Um, we 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 we've been at this a long time, so I don't want to seem as though I'm discriminating against um, people of a certain age. But why why would the Bills sign a 35, soon to be 36 year old running back to back up their 30 year old running back? Uh, well, first, I, the relationship that the two have, I mean, Shady McCoy has a good relationship with Frank Gore. He's still a viable back, even though he's 35 years old. You know, you can see that, uh, you know, he's respectful of his teammates and all that. And I think you can honestly say he had a better season than Chris Ivory. And so in some ways, it's even though despite the age, it's a little bit of an upgrade. And when you think about it, you know, last year, Adrian Peterson, everybody thought he was done. He was one of nine backs to be able to go over 1,000 yards. You know, and Gore obviously did not get the carries to come close to anything like that, but he was very effective when he ran it. So I think you could see there was a little bit of a comeback for some of the aging guys, and I still think there's some football left in him. He knows the division now because he's been in it down in Miami. And so, no, I think it's, it's a good fit, certainly $2 million. And, again, we don't know if it's a full $2 million. It may just be incentives that get him to two. But, you know, for a cheap price, they get a good back. Would you think that this is an indication that they'll move on from Chris Ivory? Yes. Hundred percent. If he's not cut tomorrow, I'd be surprised. I mean, because uh, you know that it's like so many of the free agent deals that were a little bit more expensive and all that. Uh, you know, it just they haven't worked out. I was just going through the list, and I'm just stunned. I mean, what about twelve of the top fifty-one players who signed last year are either on one-year deals that are not coming back, or they've been traded or cut? Uh, and I'm looking at the 2007 list, and literally, uh, and this, this is right from the top. I mean, all these guys got four or five-year deals, you have seven out of the top nine players that signed in free agency are already gone. You know, so everybody gets excited about you know, spending the big money for free agents. I mean, look at the, the deal that's done today by Trenton Brown. You know, he gets a $16.5 million deal. He's the highest-paid left tackle in football. And I guarantee within two years they're going to be uh, you know, either chopping at his contract or trying to cut him. That's usually how it goes. Right, I mean this 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 day is exciting. I think the league likes it. Certainly, the players like it. I would imagine agents like it. But there are usually a lot of mistakes made. Oh yeah, because again, it's like to get the deal done, you have to overpay, and that's where the problem comes in. Now, the one thing that you know the uh, teams have been able to do over the last couple of years is you know pretty much get the guarantees down to two-year deals. Like if you notice the model for any deal that's done, and there's a little bit of wiggle room there, is going to be for skill guarantees. It's going to be two times the average, and it's not going to carry over into the third year. So if it's a it's something that you don't like, then you two years you're out of it. And then you just take whatever cap hit for the signing bonus and then move on because you don't have to worry necessarily about the guarantees. Uh, so, I mean, you get, you know, everybody thinks these deals are three, four, five year fixes. At the very most, there may be two because, again, I just look at the list from all of these and they go fast. Hey, John Sal Capaccio, good to be on with you again. Good to talk to you. 
Good talking to you, Sal. I have. Uh, I want to rewind back to Thursday night into Friday. We went to bed, a lot of us thinking that Antonio Brown was coming to Buffalo. We wake up on Friday morning, Antonio Brown's not coming to Buffalo. What was your reaction when you saw that news happen, and what do you think, from what you know, ultimately did wind up undoing this? Because there seems to be conflicting reports on how much input he actually had, whether it got down to compensation, or the fact that he just said, I'm not going there, or if I'm going to go there, you have to make me the highest paid player, and the Bills balked. What What are you hearing about this whole situation? Yeah, well, what, here's what happened. Uh, you know, I was surprised, first off, that the Bills got involved, and they got involved late. And they made an offer that the Steelers really liked because the way the offer went, it was going to be a swap of picks in the first round. They would go from 20 to 9. Pittsburgh liked that. And there was also a couple of other draft choices that were thrown into the mix. So they were completely happy with the deal. But And, and being smart, Bill's management said, hey, well, we've got to talk to Drew Rosenhaus and see if Antonio wants to be here. And what Antonio expressed not only to Drew, he says he doesn't want to come to Buffalo in any way. Did you see the nasty things that he put on social media? Because he said, hey, what's it going to be like if I would go to Buffalo? So he puts out a, uh, a picture of a bowling alley and a picture of a uh, round table pizza. And so just a you know, slap at the Buffalo area. And, of course, once the Bills saw that, found that he didn't want to be there, they said, fine, this deal's done. We're out of it. And uh, Antonio almost blew the Raider deal over the weekend because when Drew Rosenhaus, who has a good relationship with the Steelers and the Raiders, was trying to you know, navigate this deal, I mean, he got involved and almost blew that up. So this was all Antonio that did it. I mean, both sides, Buffalo and Pittsburgh, were so close. But like anything else, if the player doesn't be there, want to be there and the Bills recognize that, then you move on. Let's, let's focus in on the surprise that the Bills getting in on it, John. Like, what, what does that signify? Does that signify uh, internal pressure? It's year three. We better win. Um, does it signify that they think they've got a strong enough room that they could handle a personality like Antonio Brown? Like, what, what do you think their motivation was for even getting involved in it? Well, there, there was a couple uh, things for motivation because I know that, uh, you know, understanding that uh, McDermott and uh, the front office and Bean come from the Carolina Panthers. And years ago, when Antonio Brown was there, uh, it was well known in the building that that was a guy that the Carolina Panthers really liked and regretted not being able to pick him up when he slipped all the way down to the sixth round. So there was a recognition in the personnel office how much they liked him. Secondly, you know they have to go get a receiver, and you look at the free agent receiver group, and it's pretty bad. I mean, all that really is is a bunch of slot guys, Devin Funches, who still might come to the Bills, you know, a tall receiver, fast guy like John Brown, but it's a bad group of because not much is available at the receiver position. So now here's a chance to pick up a potential Hall of Fame wide receiver. He's 31 years old. Yeah, he may be showing some age, but uh, to me it would have been a smart move. I mean, they've got all the cap room to be able to do things. You know, they were able to at least maneuver with the trade possibilities that you know, they still had their first-round pick, and they, they were able to uh, pick up a guy that uh, could really help out the offense and help out Josh Allen. So, no, I think it was a smart move, but the smarter move was to be able to have the permission to check with Rosenhaus and the Antonio to see if he wanted to be there, and he just didn't want to be there. So their attention is now on, you already mentioned it here, we've got a, a not a great free agent class, although maybe Terrell Williams is the guy that is not yeah. a slot guy. Um, but I would think because the market's thin that you're going to end up having to pay v- very, very high uh, to get him. 
uh, to come because the competition, I would think, would be fierce. How about Odell Beckham Jr.? Do you, you think the Giants are to be believed when they say at the Combine that we didn't sign him to trade him? Do you think they'll just take an unbelievable offer, or do you think they really want to move Odell Beckham Jr.? No, I don't think they want to necessarily move him, but they're certainly listening to offers. And I know that there's been a two-week conversation with the San Francisco 49ers. I'm sure other teams are involved, too, but I still think the price is going to be too much that nobody's going to be able to pull this off. But there's no doubt. I know there was conversations today uh, with the 49ers and Odell Beckham Jr. And so if they get the right price, then they'll move him. I can't imagine that the, uh, you know, the Bills would be able to pay the right price to be able to get that because it would just take too much. I mean, you need a team that's, uh, you know, drafting either high in the draft and all that uh, and, you know, have a lot, of, a lot of picks. So I just don't see the Bills being a player in this. But there's no doubt that they're shopping him. And uh, if they get the right deal, they'll move him. And I know the 49ers are the teams that's been the most active. In fact, the 49ers were so active on Odell Beckham Jr., they actually stayed out of all the Antonio Brown negotiations. So, uh, and, and that was a team that he wanted to go to. John, do you think the Bengals would be interested in Moving on from AJ Green, they have a new they have a new coach, new regime. One year left on his contract. Uh, seems like they're revamping some things on offense. He's coming off the injury. Would that be something that maybe teams should be inquiring about? No, because I mean, one thing, uh, and this may sound strange because I'm saying something positive about the way that the Bengals do business. But <laughs> one of the things that uh, they're I, I know it's, it sounds strange, but you know they're one of the top three or four teams in the league in keeping their own players, and they're not as opposed to doing third contracts. Uh, as some, like for example, they did two last year from two of their defensive linemen who were taken in 2010. So they were able to do a Carlos Dunlap deal and they did one for Atkins, the defensive tackle. And so I'm sure that they'll try to do a third deal with A.J. Green. And one of the things I know that Duke Tobin told me many a few years ago is that uh, you know when they do a deal, and that's one of the reasons why uh, you know they were able to get Zach Taylor as a head coach because he realizes that they actually stay with their coaches longer and they stay with their players longer. And I know that uh, what Duke Tobin, who runs the front office, told me is that they go to their players and they say, listen, we're giving you a five-year deal at $70 million, but we're going to keep you the five years, and we're going to try to get you to stay longer. And they said that uh, after they started taking that philosophy, guys like uh, T.J. Hushmanzada and others came to them after they left in free agency and said, you know what, I should have listened to you because I go to this team, I get $7 million, but I only get two years there. Had I stayed with this team for a little bit less money, I would have been able to get more money and have stability. So that's one of the things that they do well. So, no, I don't think there's any way possible that they're going to trade A.J. Green. I mean, a mistake that they made a couple years ago was at wide receiver, and it pulled the whole offense down. And same thing on the offensive line. They let a couple younger guys in their second contracts go, you know, like uh, Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones. That pulled down the wide receiving group, and then they let uh, Kevin Zeitler go along with Andrew Whitworth, and the offensive line collapsed. There he was, John Clayton. That's a solid chunk with him on uh, Chopin the Bulldog earlier today. Sal was in for Mike, and you can catch the rest of that on demand at WGR550.com. Let's get back in the swing of things here. 803-0550 is the phone number. Odell Beckham, wide receiver, the Bills and free agency. All of the above. Even the draft. Whatever's on your mind. 803-0550 is the number. 550-550 for your texts. And at SneakyJoeWGR on Twitter. Uh, you heard at the end there talking about A.J. Green. That's one chunk I wanted everybody to hear. Um, that thought process on what the Bengals and how they do business. 
and the, how they don't really love change, and they have to keep guys around for a long time. I know we know that's true with Marvin Lewis, who was there for a thousand years and made like the playoffs four times, never winning a game in the playoffs. He sounds like he's staying there. 31 years old, that would have been a great idea, but it doesn't sound feasible. So now we're stuck with alternative options. Not stuck, and you never really probably should have expected A.J. Green to become a Bill, but that's no longer anything that's on the table. Um, to catch you up on, if you missed, uh, Devin Funches signs with the Colts, and you've got Tyron Matthew, the most recent two signings. Tyron Matthew's going to Kansas City. The Bills made four moves today. Kevin Johnson, Tyler Croft, Frank Gore, and Mitch Morse. We'll talk some more about free agency, some more options that the Bills could do trade-wise, not just Odell Beckham, but there's another receiver I want to talk about as well. And then before we get out of here as well, I want to talk about uh, the Jack Eichel suspension. Back to the phone lines. Aaron. Oh, he just hung up. A second before I was going to him. Aaron, no. All right, give us a call back if you want to get back into it. So we'll take a break now, and then we'll uh, roll through some more of those ideas when we come back. Jody Biasi on the Nightcap on WGR. Right before trade deadline, like a week before it, Cooper went for a one from the Raiders to the Cowboys, and we're all sitting here saying, is that going to set a market? Of course not. You know, Damaris Thomas goes for like a four, and Golden Tate for a three. But look at Golden Tate. Golden Tate goes for a three with an expiring contract. He's a free agent right now. To think that Antonio Brown, just a little bit more than that, with three years left on a deal, basically you're saying Antonio Brown's Golden Tate. Andrew Brandt, MMQB, on One Bills Live earlier today. Antonio Brown traded to the Raiders for a third and a fifth. But Oakland made him the highest paid player at the position in football. So there is that part of it. 803-0550 is the phone number if you want to get in on the conversation. Um, Odell Beckham on on the table here. Bills in free agency. Kevin Johnson, Tyler Croft, Frank Gore, Mitch Morse. You can read about all of them at WGR550.com. i got a couple other receiver ideas. So we'll talk about Beckham in a second here. Funches is gone. They still got Tyrell Williams on the table. Jason Locke on four reports the Bills are one of four teams interested in him, along with the Jets, Browns, and Colts. Although the Colts now have Funches. So maybe that might decrease their odds of being the team that lands Tyrell Williams. They do have enough room there. They really only have T.Y. Hilton. They have Chester Rogers, too. Like They don't have any bona fide uh, second or third guy that would make you think, oh, they brought in Funchess. They're not going to bring in Williams, too. But you would have to think that that might not happen. Uh, so he might be in play for the Bills. The interesting thing about that is the other teams interested are the other teams that have more cap space than you. Literally, the four teams rumored to be in on Tyrell Williams are the four teams with the most cap space in the NFL. So, it might become a bidding war. Um, I'd want that to be a bidding war that the Bills are in on, hoping that it's not doesn't get too ridiculous. That is a fast, vertical, outside receiver. The Bills have one of those in Robert Foster, and that is it. And he is an undrafted guy from last season who played well in a handful of games. Optimistic that he could be really good, but you can't rely on him just yet to be your number one receiver or even your number two receiver. So I like that idea, Tyra Williams. Nelson Aguilar is another idea. So Deshaun Jackson traded to the Eagles today. There was already trade rumors that Nelson Aguilar could be available. 
versatility. He kind of reminds me of like a better version of Zay Jones at this point. Both had rough starts to their career. Zay Jones was a second-round pick. Uh, Nelson Aguilar was a first-round pick. And they both kind of had bad rookie seasons. But at this point, Aguilar has become something pretty decent. He's played out wide. He's played in the slot. Last season, for instance, 587 snaps on the outside, 471 snaps on the inside. I think he's better in the slot, similar to Zay Jones. I think he's more suited to play in the slot. But he's not like a Cole Beasley or an Adam Humphreys or a Randall Cobb. Like These guys, Jones and Aguilar, can play on the outside if they have to. And I think Aguilar is the guy maybe the Bills should take a look at. You could probably get him really cheap. I'd have to think. The only thing you'd have to put up with is a $9 million cap hit. Don't love that for his production, but he would slide in right now and be your most proven wide receiver. He would. So I don't mind that idea as a cheap option for the Bills as well. Beckham. I want the Bills to go all in on that. I wanted them to do that before Brown was even a realistic thing for them. When the when Brandon Bean got on the phone with the Pittsburgh Steelers and decided that he was going to make a big offer to get Antonio Brown here to Buffalo, that was a window into what Brandon Bean thinks he needs at wide receiver. He thinks he needs a stud number one elite receiver. And he was Brandon Bean was willing to put up with all the locker room stuff between Roethlisberger and Brown. He was willing to put up with him quitting in week 17. He was willing to put up with all the social media stuff and all the distraction stuff out in the media in the past few months. He was willing to put up with all of it because of how good a player Antonio Brown was and that he had a big need for a number one receiver. Beckham isn't quite the same situation, but it is the type of player. It's the top five wide receiver in the NFL that might be available. So it is similar enough. Ross Tucker, if you did, if you missed him earlier on Show Up with the Bulldog, he was really good. He had uh, this to say on comparing those situations, the Giants and the Steelers. No, they're not. I mean, that would be $21 million dead money for them. And I know the Steelers just did that. But the Steelers just did that because it was an untenable situation with Antonio Brown. That's not where the Giants are with Odell Beckham Jr. You would have to really blow them away in a trade to get him. And I wouldn't want to do that. I really wouldn't want to go after another receiver. See, I would not be, there's Ross Tucker, uh, on demand at WGR550.com if you missed that. I would not be super worried about the personality. And I think they proved by even being interested in Brown that they don't, like that's not a breaking point for them. I like that. I want my team to be willing to put up with distractions if it means a better on-field product. I want my team to be that team. That's what the Patriots do. Isn't it? Like, they'll swing and miss. They'll have their misses. Albert Hainsworth. Chad Johnson. He might have been Ocho Cinco at that point. But they also hit... Or Josh Gordon's another miss. But they'll also hit once in a while. Like Randy Moss, who scored a thousand touchdowns in 2007. 
They'll hit on guys. Akib Talib, Darrell Revis on defense. Both came in and resurrected their careers in New England. They don't care about the off the field stuff, it seems. If you produce on, I mean, Gronkowski's out here partying every other day, but he goes out in the field and he produces. At some point, it becomes worth it. And I think this situation, if Beckham's available, and you got to know he is at least at some point, because San Francisco seems to be all in on that eye, all in on those, those talks. Outbid San Francisco. Maybe you'll get stuck in the same situation. Beckham doesn't want to come to Buffalo. Try to find a way. I at least would want them to be in on that idea. How about that? Maybe you can't get Beckham to come here. I want Brandon Bean to try at the very least. And I think he probably will. At the least. If you tried on Brown, wouldn't you try on Beckham? I don't know. 803 is the phone number if you want to get in on this. Tony, what's up, man? You're on the nightcap. Hey, good evening. How you doing, man? Good. How about you? Good. This is kind of what I'm thinking. And I'll get to Odell Beckham. But I am a big fan of Randall Cobb. He is a gamer. He would be a good fit here. Um... Receiver number two, I'm kind of in the air. I mean, it could be Tavon Austin. I would be happy with Golden Tate. My thing about Beckham is this. He's a bit of a drama queen. He's got got a bad ankle, and we don't know how that's going to hold up, and that's my only concern with him is because of that injury. That that is a big-time injury for a receiver. Switching to tight end, I would like them to try to get Tyler Eifert. Oh, do you know how injured he's been in his career? Tyler Eifert's been banged up, too. Yeah, he's he's another one. But as far as pass-catching tight ends out there, there's not too many after him. You know what I mean? That's true. From Oakland, I can't think of his name. Jared Cook? Yeah, he'd be a nice fit here. Um, Moving to linebacker, what what do you think about Clay Matthews? Yeah, I I do want to pick apart Green Bay a little bit because – that team has been in the playoffs. That team has won big. You bring in guys that have won big, it'll create, it'll help create this culture that we're trying to create here. Yeah, I don't mind it. Um, thanks for the call, man. I, I, I don't know how much of a need you have for that position. I think you have a Clay Matthews. Like, isn't he Lorenzo Alexander to an extent? A very versatile linebacker who started off as a pass rusher and has now kind of become a outside 4-3 guy. I don't know if I need Clay Matthews. I don't I don't think I need to spend the money on him that it would take. And you probably don't have to give up an arm and a leg. I mean, he's not the player he used to be, but I don't want to really give up much for him at all and I don't think I can get him for that. Your other ideas? I don't mind Randall Cobb as an idea. I don't mind um, the other guy you mentioned, I, I forgot, I'm forgetting who it was now, but or um, who was it? Tavon Austin. All right. Speed, cheap, fine. But there's a reason. There's a reason that those guys are not as good as Odell Beckham. I need a number one receiver. Those guys are not number one receivers. Tavon Austin's not a number one receiver. Randall Cobb's not a number one receiver. 
Golden Tate's not a number one receiver. There is nobody on the market right now that is a number one receiver. How are you getting that? You're either doing it at the draft, and as we talked about earlier, it's dangerous right now to pick DK Metcalf ninth. He might be your number one receiver for a decade. He might flame out. He might not be that good. Why didn't he dominate in college if he's that physically fit, if he's that fast, if he's that big, if he's that physical, if he's that good with his hands? What happened at Ole Miss that he wasn't dominating other than injuries? Because even if you take away the injuries and you look at just the games that he played in, it's still pretty much the same production as his teammate that's also in this year's draft, A.J. Brown, but is expected to go like 20, 30 picks later. Or you get your number one receiver via trade, and you tried to do it with Brown. I don't see why you wouldn't at least try to do it with Beckham. He's better for you. He's better for you because of his age. And honestly, the only kind of drawback with Brown is he doesn't have getaway speed. He's fast, don't get me wrong, but his money's made on being the best route runner in football and having, if not the best pair of hands, one of the best pairs of hands. DeAndre Hopkins probably is the best, but Brown's right up there. So is Beckham, too. But what Beckham provides you is that run past the corner. Speed. He's a vertical threat as well as just a perfect all-around receiver. And he's five years younger. I'd be willing to do a similar package for what the Bills were trying to get Brown for. If John Clayton's right and the Bills were willing to move down from 9 to 20 to get Brown, I'd be willing to move from 9 to 37 where the Giants pick, to get Beckham. If that's not enough, maybe I could throw something else in. I don't know if that'd be a player, like Shaq Lawson. Maybe it seems the Giants are interested in acquiring linemen. Um, if that's a Deion Dawkins, I would that would not hold me back from doing that trade. If that's another pick, if that's a third or a fourth or a second, I don't I don't I don't even I don't know that I care at this point. It wouldn't be a second that's too close to 37. But if I can get Odell Beckham for some type of package like that. Beckham in 37 for 9. I'm willing to put up with the fact that he's a drama queen because of what he has as a player. That would be worth it to me. I don't know why the Giants are having these conversations with teams. Especially the 49ers, the only team that's really out there right now. But I want the Bills to be at least in on that. 8030550 is the phone number. We'll get to a couple of your calls as we uh, go into last call in the nightcap after this on WGR. Last call on the nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR. 8030550. If you want to get on the Bills free agent move so far, Guys still available, Odell Beckham. If you want to look back on the Antonio Brown situation, your call. Let's go actually right out to the phone line, start the segment off. Let's go to Larry in South Florida. Larry, what's up, man? You're on the nightcap. 
Hey, love your show. I love calling your show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. The Gore Gore signing, I have no idea what, what they're doing, but whatever. Maybe it has. Maybe he'll just shock everybody for a year, but I go, I don't care about that one. I love the other. I love the other three. I love Morris. I think that's smart. I'm shocked about Tyler Croft. Uh, to be honest, I think he's got so much upside. Um, you know, I was really hoping with a ninth pick they'd get that kid out of Iowa, Hawkinson. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, I was hoping they'd get him. But I mean, I think it's smart by by um, getting Croft and getting that corner from Houston. Yep. So now I'd love to see him with that first pick get a stud defensive tackle or defensive end edge rusher. And the second round, I'd love for them to take a shot at that wide receiver from the University of Buffalo. Is it Johnson? Anthony Johnson? Oh, my God, I would love that. Yeah, he hasn't really come up a lot lately, but uh, he had a lot of hype during the season. I've seen him projected late second, early third, so it might be a bit of a reach if the Bills did that in the second round, but, I mean, if he's good, he's good. So, what I'd love, I want you to take a look at this kid. He, uh, he was my student down here in Florida. Okay. And his name is Travis Homer. He went to the University of Miami. He's a junior. He, you know, he's eligible. He went to the combine and knocked it out of the park. So check this kid out. They're talking mid to late rounds, special team ace, but a backup. Travis Homer is his name? Travis Homer. He's number 24, University of Miami. And he told me the Bills have spoken with him uh, multiple times, and they're about to meet with him again, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. This kid's a special teams ace, a workout demon. And he's a, he's a hell of a, he's a hell of a running back. All right. Yards I'm all in on a on a young running back, so uh, I'm in. I'll, I'll look him up, Larry. Thanks for the call, man. I always appreciate it. Um, let's uh, let's keep actually rolling through phone calls here. Let's go to Buzz. Buzz, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? Good. Um, hey, you know, I, I, the whole Antonio Brown thing like really opens up your eyes. But like, let's put it to you this way: if the Bills sign Frank Gore today. But didn't go after Antonio Brown legitimately uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, we'd really be shaking our heads. Oh yeah. So you know we're already kind of shaking our heads, but I, I know what you mean. I, I know someone's giving him a pass on the Gore thing. You know, I've seen Frank play a lot of football. I lived in the Bay Area for most of his career, and you know he did average four point six yards a carry last year for a, a subpar offense in in Miami. I know, I, I know that everyone's shaking their heads, but let's just give them a pass on that. So, you know, I mean, they went after Brown, so why not go after Beckham? I agree. Why not? Everyone's fair game. If you're going to bring Brown in, you bring anyone in that has yep. their wife or, or, or fought their dog. You know, so um, on the Beckham thing, though, you're not going to be able to get a deal for Beckham, like, swapping picks, like, you know, 9 to 34. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to give 9, and that's a starter. Just because the age difference. You know, and I mean, if Beckham wants to come here, you're going to have to give up the number nine overall pick and then a little something on top of it, probably. But um, it's interesting to see that the Bills at least gave it a shot. And you want to hear, I, you know, I was listening to some Pittsburgh radio yesterday during, in the morning. Okay. You want to hear what they got to say about it? Sure. What do they got? <laughs> on, on what? Are we talking Brown? On the, the Brown Bills situation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So of course the Bills are dragged into it. So they're, you know, it's, it's about Pittsburgh, Brown, sure. and the Bills. And first thing is, is that Jeremy White was mentioning that expectations in Buffalo are so low, dude. You listen to these people calling to the radio show down there. Uh, down there, they want uh, they want the owner, quote unquote, owner fired 
because they've only they haven't won a Super Bowl in so long. <laughs> you know, you, you can't fire the Rooneys. They own the team for like amazing. years. Yep. You know, they've mean, only made like eight AFC championship games in the last like twenty years. They were talking about why aren't we winning Super Bowls like the Patriots? They were they were pissed that they had only made two playoff they had only won two playoff games in the last eight years. So the, 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 I mean they want they just want to hang everyone. They hate Brown. Everybody down there, I mean, the, the reporters, too, not just the callers, like the, the people that know the situation, they wouldn't wish Brown on their worst enemy. That's the first thing. That's unanimous. Of course, that's a hometown view, and they just got scorned. Um, the one thing that caught me is that maybe I wouldn't trust anything these guys are saying is that the one host said that, well, of course you wouldn't want to go to Buffalo because they don't have a quarterback. You want to go to Oakland because they have an established quarterback. I'll tell you right now, there's no way I would trade Josh Allen for Carr. No, no I, I, I agree. Buzz, i got to go here. Sorry, man, a lot of good stuff. I, I would agree with you on that, though. Um, I would not trade Josh Allen for Carr. But I could totally see if I'm Antonio Brown, I'd rather go to Oakland. Carr's definitely more established, just for one, because he's been around longer. He's a guy that's at least put up yardage in the league. He's been super efficient. He almost reminds me of what uh, Kirk Cousins was the past few years in uh, Washington. Before we got to Minnesota. And Allen, listen, he was good in his rookie year. It was a lot of his rushing. But he have eight passing touchdowns in the season? He might not even have had that many. I'm optimistic about him. A lot of people should be optimistic about him. If I'm a wide receiver, he ain't done nothing yet that makes me want to think that's a destination. Not yet. So I don't blame Brown for not wanting to come here because of Josh Allen. If I were him, 31 years old, I'd probably pick Derek Carr too for right now. Of course, if I'm I'm a team, I'm not. <laughs> I am not trading Josh Allen for Derek Carr and whatever you throw in. But I wouldn't blame Brown for doing that, for picking Oakland over Buffalo, just because of the quarterback. Let's go to one more call before we got here. Jason Williamsville, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, Joe? How are you? Good. Uh, one name I haven't heard mentioned, two names actually, I haven't heard mentioned really all day in Buffalo, kind of bothers me, is uh, Tevin Coleman and Mike Davis. Okay. And running back. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Frank Gore, you know, that, that's great. I know he's, he can still push on. He had more yards than any other rusher on our team last year, I believe. Yep. Um, but we need to go out and get a wide receiver. I saw Funches go off the board. I saw all these guys go off the board. I'm texting my dad, and he's like, you know, don't worry. They're, they're going to do this and get young in the draft. And it's like, I'm done with that. We have tons of money. Spend the money now and get good. Do what the Chiefs did. Go and spend money. Do it any other good. The Bears, the Bears did it too. That maybe is the most prime example to me. They drafted Trubisky, let him take his lumps for a year, and then they went out and got Trey Burton. They went out and got Taylor Gabriel. They went out and got Allen Robinson and a bunch of and Khalil Mack too on the other side of the ball. So like, yeah. And they're in the same position as we were with Josh Allen with the rookie contract. So do right. the same thing. Be successful teams did. I don't know. I'll let you go. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Um, I, the only thing on Coleman, I, I agree with your points on the receivers. The only thing on Coleman and Mike Davis, the running backs. Coleman specifically, I think he's going to command a pretty big salary for a running back. I've already got that in McCoy. I'd rather have Coleman, but to me, he's not good enough where I'd make that jump to whatever he would want. He, I think, should have been... He really did not take advantage of when Devontae Freeman got hurt last year. He was able to come in and be the feature back for Atlanta. He was had an opportunity to prove that... You could pay him big in free agency because he's a three-down back, and he didn't do that great. He lost a lot of touches down the stretch to Ito Smith, who took his complimentary role in Atlanta. 
Maybe they were going to pay Tevin Coleman, but then they saw Edo Smith come in here, like a mid-round pick, which the Bills don't do, and he was just decent for them, and that's all they needed. So I wouldn't be too excited to pay Coleman what he'll cost, considering that I don't think he really took the opportunity and ran with it when he was the feature back in Atlanta last season. All right, thanks everybody for the calls today. Uh, We will be back on Wednesday for another nightcap as we have the Sabres hosting the Dallas Stars tomorrow. We didn't get into Jack Eichel and his suspension, but uh, we'll we'll have plenty of time throughout the season to uh, talk some Sabres. That's it for me tonight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Catch the whole show on demand at WGR550.com and the Radio.com app. ESPN Radio up next here in WGR. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.